0: Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies. Um, I'm your host, Nina.
1: I'm your other host, Letha. And today we are actually doing the Karate Kid 2. Um, We're also in separate rooms because, Nina, what's going on right now in the world for our listeners 10 years from now to know about?
0: Well, let's just say it has been either 40 years or about a month since a terrible plague has... uh, Come through the States and most of the world and we're all stuck inside and yeah, it's terrifying. The skies have darkened. The only time we're leaving the house is to get groceries. I was in a Trader Joe's bread line for what felt like two hours.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the the Trader Joe's line has gotten pretty out of control recently. And you know what? But through it all, we were like, but our listeners really need to know how was the Karate Kid part 2? And so we rigged up some equipment so we could po- like podcast remotely. I'm very proud of us actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, we have commitment in the face right. of this horrible situation. We said, "No. You know what?" The world needs to hear this. The world needs to hear our commentary on a sequel to a movie that came out in the the early 80s.
1: Yes. And they need to hear it now. As Nina speculated, we may be the only people who have ever recorded a COVID-19 quarantine podcast on The Karate Kid 2.
0: Also, I mean, shit. This is the time we don't know when this lockdown is gonna lift. and you everyone has by this like six weeks in, we've probably already binged the premium shows and the premium movies. and now we're strictly in the next layer of content where you're like, you know, yep, maybe
1: I will listen We're like,
0: yes, right? What are and, you doing? Nothing you us, did you not? Um, because I mean, I will say I have not been I've been a little down about our current situation. I've been posting all the memes. I was just taking a moment like Miyagi would want us to do to look inwards and and think about balance. And and think about, uh, well, actually, here's a fun thing. Um, How do you think each of the Cobra Kai characters would would deal with quarantine and and this situation? I'm
1: just curious whoa yeah i I think johnny would drink a lot because you know what a lot of people are drinking a lot and there's no judgment in a way it would just make his alcoholism more socially acceptable um also a lot of porn watching is going on and i think johnny would be behind that too yeah he's Um, discovered
0: porn already he knows it
1: Porn right i mean at least he knows the internet has some things like that like the wet t-shirt contest soon he'll get to hardcore pornography and he'll be fine um I imagine Hawk being like, fuck social distancing, no virus is going to kill me, viruses are for cucks, and then dying. Um, oh, yeah, he'll yeah, be dead. That's, that's what TVs. I got. Sure.
0: Um, what What do you think Crease uh, is up to?
1: <laughs> How do you think? Oh, Jesus. See, although Crease is probably in nine different risk groups for the coronavirus, he probably somehow, like a cockroach or a salamander, has immunity to it. So... I think he would be one of those people buying up all the toilet paper in different places and then gouging other people.
0: That's true. And what about our friend Danielson?
1: Oh, geez. Inside his Southern California manse, I think he probably has enough supplies to last him till the apocalypse. That's true. I'm and he even like has his, his own dojo
0: inside. So he'd probably still try to keep the business going. The quote business. he
1: probably still keeps trying to run the dojo and call it an essential service and he'd be really offended if that anybody said it wasn't one
0: that is a hundred percent true and he's probably ordering sushi like those fucking delivery people <laughs> are like why you're <laughs> it's just nothing but ponzu toro every day for every meal
1: yes it's Ponzu Toro and him trying to make a speech to, like, some city officials about how, like, Miyagi-Do saves lives and has to remain open. Yeah, no, He's there trying you to
0: befriend fishermen. They're like, put your fucking mask on, Daniel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, I gotta say, though, it's one very thing about wearing a mask is it does make you look like a ninja, and... So I think everybody would be into that.
0: See, my cool masks have not gotten. uh, I ordered them late, and and it's taking the people on Etsy a a while to sew them. So I (laughs) found a hospital type mask in an old first aid kit, and um, ooh, I think now I'm just legit. Yeah, well, it's like the paper mask, so you can still kind of breathe. And I soaked it in bleach to see if I could reuse it. I just feel like we're all doing this wrong in like a thousand different ways. I think about like. Wow, like what if I inhale the bleach and I get dizzy from the fumes and I hit my head on something and then people find me seven weeks later.
1: It's not a No? Um Yeah, you know, I have this feeling that like people are gonna look back on what we did in this time and they're gonna be like, Really? They thought that was helpful? We'll be like those people who are using leeches to cure everything, you know?
0: Sure. I mean when the Spanish flu was going around, that was when snake oil was actually considered uh you know.
1: Oh, Oh, was it actually snake oil? Is that where like that comes from? Because I was looking
0: up how uh, DC dealt with the Spanish flu and yeah, they had these old papers and like media, like there was a snake oil ad, an actual snake oil
1: ad, which is
0: amazing. Wow. Yeah. So neat. Yeah. So
1: listeners, if there are any of you, you may notice that we've avoided talking about the movie at all um, for, for, you know, quite a few minutes. This is all There's a reason for that. that. Uh, I mean, because
0: the the historians are asking us to save our Zoom chats and our Zencaster notes and stuff to say, how did we pass the time? And this is how we're passing the time. So yes, without further ado. Wait, we- and I want to like
1: give some context behind how we saw this movie. Like, um, actually, actually, our date to like get together and watch this and podcast about it was one of the last in person appointments I made before everything got went to shit. But on the day of, we were like, uh, you know, we've been encouraged to social distance, maybe not. So we did this like remotely via like a remote app, or at least we watched it together remotely, which was eh. I mean, not the same, really, but at least I could see your facial expressions and you could see mine and we could keep up a chat about how much we hated the movie throughout the entire movie. That's That's something. But anyways, we hated the movie.
0: (laughs) Don't give it away. I'm trying to find something positive (laughs) to say about it. But I mean, this is what I was kind of afraid of. It's so, it was bad in that specific way where it was like. It wasn't even gloriously bad like Karate Kid Part 3, which I am dying to talk about. And I really hope quarantine is lifted because I want to see this with you in the room to see you take in the aura of Terry Silver. Um, this movie, however, I, mean, I feel like could have been just throw it on the dustbin of history. I don't want to remember this movie.
1: It was so true, terrible. And, you know. It was pretty terrible, and let just to be honest, we watched it, like, three weeks ago, and I'm kind of fuzzy now on the details of it, but, like, my god, why? Why did they think this was a good idea? We, we should probably summarize it in some okay. sense, form, because we would never want exist. you guys to watch it. Um
0: Daniel accompanies his mentor, Mr. Miyagi, to Miyagi's childhood home in Okinawa. Miyagi visits his dying father and confronts his old rival, while Daniel falls in love and inadvertently makes a new rival of his own.
1: Um, <sighs> sure. Yeah. I think we should start with the po- only part of the movie that I feel like, if you are a If you're a Karate Kid completist and you're like, man, I really want to make sure I've seen every bit of Karate Kid footage there is, but I don't actually want to sit down and watch this entire movie, you're well served by watching like the first 10 minutes, which are the only parts that like, you know, it's right after the All-Valley tournament. You know, that's when Kreese um, attacks Johnny Lawrence in the parking lot after because he came in second place. And that's like some footage that keeps getting recycled over and over again during the Cobra Kai series. So yeah, that's like the important canon here right
0: yeah canon that's that's
1: (laughs) it's like a really defining moment for johnny lawrence And i didn't realize it came in the beginning of karate kid 2 a movie that has no other johnny lawrence scenes but uh yeah so his mentor out of him yeah um
0: and then how do we how do we get to okinawa again lutha
1: Oh, God. All right. So when Miyagi, like, steps in and, and confronts Crease and gets him off Johnny and, like, threatens to strike a deadly blow, but then ends up comically tweaking Crease's nose, repay attention, this will be important later, then we, like, flash forward, like, six months or something, and Daniel's basically, like, just been dumped by Ali, or he's just dumped Ali, and it's just like, let's talk. They we're not together very long.
0: Now we actually get the, yeah, they were together for maybe a few months.
1: Um, right, given all the drama of Karate Kid 1, you would have thought they would date like a year or something, but no, they don't make it. That I'm far.
0: reading the Wikipedia entry because that is the only way I will remember the finer points of this subplot. <laughs> it says where he furiously explains that Ali has dumped him for a football player from UCLA. Guys, Ali oh, such okay. a player. I love right. it, but it kind of yeah. I, I love the idea that, that they were like each other's one true, true love. I mean, she kind of seemed like she had a lot of, a lot of true love. She, she had, had a lot of me.
1: irons and a lot of fires, I, and I mean that in a good way. So, and it's great that like you know, like Johnny's like she was the love of my life, and Daniel was hung up on her, and she's like on to the next one, man. Um. So, anyways, Daniel's like he's not even sad; he's really angry. And Miyagi is like, okay, well, I just got a letter from my dad who's sick and dying, um, and somehow this translates to him going to Okinawa, and then Daniel, like Daniel invites coming along, him. like Daniel crashes crazy. in his college fund for a plane ticket. Why? So I don't understand. Insane.
0: That is so insane because, I mean, his mom, what, like, works some sort of not a high paying job, so he's he's squandering this on a trip to okinawa like what the and even miyagi
1: is like why are you here i don't and like why is he here why did he think this was a good idea like miyagi didn't invite him he just like the theory was that the Daniel
0: is now officially miyagi's stalker miyagi <laughs> he could leave and just get on a plane and go back home and just This terrible summer where he's, like, forced to, like, defend this kid's bullies all the time. He's like, I'm an old man. I thought I was going to live a quiet life in L.A. Instead, I've become, like, you know, muscle for Daniel.
1: Right. And Daniel just can't be left alone. So he's like, well, you know, if you're going to Okinawa, I am too. And then, oh, my God, there's this backstory about Miyagi. I'm going to just get it out of the way right now because it's really stupid and just we don't need to like parcel out these revelations.
0: Oh, we will parcel it out.
1: <laughs> oh God, Miyagi. Ha- Miyagi, uh, as a kid, teen, whatever, he his dad like was a karate master. His friend Sato Sato was a like both his friend and also his fellow student under his karate master father. Um, and Miyagi fell in love with a girl named Yuki, but she was arranged to marry Sato. So Miyagi challenged. No wait, um, but I think Miyagi like declared his love for her anyway, which was like a dishonor to Sato, who then challenged him to a fight to the death. But you know, instead of fighting him, Miyagi left the country.
0: Do you feel like that's she a reasonable was. response? To, to none of this is a reasonable to... response to
1: anything. What is I mean, first of all, though, like also the this fight to the death thing. I mean, like. Okay, this isn't like feudalism. This isn't like medieval times. This was like I don't know, like, the 1920s. Even then, that seems kind of like... I know that was a long time ago, but I doubt fights to the, de- to the death over people's hands in marriage were that common. in Japan. Maybe
0: Miyagi's, like, 300 years old. We don't know.
1: <laughs> you raise a fair point. He could be. Oh, and also, it turns out... Sorry, spoiler. They get to Japan, and Yuki never married Sato. Like, she just said no. And, if you and just- she's been, like, pining you after get him. it, you know? Um... And yeah, Sata's kind of a dick, but, like...
0: Yeah. Um, should we parcel out the other revelation that Yuki never remarried? Never just apparently... Never married at little?
1: all. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's, like, supposed to be sort of romantic that she's, like, kind of held a torch for Miyagi this whole time, but, dude, he got married and had a son when he went to America. Probably like, he he
0: probably fled him. Okinawa, got off the plane, he was like, well, I'm single still, so... <laughs> You ready know, to mingle to yeah i live it my whole life poor yuki man
1: i know and it's awful and like you know even at the end of the movie when like it seems like hey yuki's single miyagi's single nothing ever comes of it like they declare their love for each other i think at some point but you know it's not like you ever see her yeah, again after that she's not in the karate love. i
0: mean i mean who's gonna get action with daniel son lurking around I <laughs> can't get five fucking minutes alone
1: Well Daniel's son Gets a little action Oh god yeah because, yep. yep because uh, what's her name Yuki has a conveniently single And attractive niece And he meets her they hit it off And it's just Do you think god, hit it off
0: or is the entire attraction That she has some In some way related to Miyagi Like the Miyagi-verse Oh
1: god you know, it seems like it would be a very Daniel thing to do to like go to Okinawa and marry a Japanese girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems like it would be like the oh, culmination yeah. of his journey.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's actually the one part of the Cobra Kai series that doesn't make any sense. Is that I feel like he should have had an Asian wife, and it's very perplexing that he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, this guy is probably I think, part of the I think Okinawa the show with like Students up, Association, too far perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah should we talk but about he has a, he, he, he uh,
1: the villages that's what i remember oh yeah it, that is weird and you know i learned a lot about okinawa from googling okinawa after seeing this movie but like in this movie it seems like there are five people who live in the village and so it's weird whenever like the village like miyagi's like the villagers are at risk it's like really all five of them they they can't figure something else out
0: oh my god you know what so i'm skimming this wikipedia description of the plot and there are so many things that there was just no way we could have known this from watching the movie and not that we were watching it super closely but i'm saying did you know that miyagi and daniel discovered that sato has become a rich industrialist whose super trawlers have destroyed the local fish population impoverishing the other villagers they I swear to God, to that was never a line in the movie. Sato, who owns the village's land title,
1: oh my God, the machinations! Yeah. Oh, it all comes together now. I mean, basically, it's like you see Sato; he's got a big car, he seems like a rich dude, and somehow, like the village seems to be suffering in some unnamable way. I guess the Wikipedia article just named it, so that's good. Um, yeah, cool. Um, and of course, like Sato, like two things that are very important: he has a nephew named Chosen, who is. Who immediately decides that Daniel is his arch enemy because, you know, you need to have him do something in the movie. And then Sato, meanwhile, is like, oh, Miyagi, I haven't seen you in 80 years. You know what? You give three days to mourn your dying father, because his dad dies. Spoiler. And then after that, we're going to fight to the death. And both of these things are so stupid. I don't really know what to do with them. I'm just, I, I don't know, man.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Everything about this is like... It, I guess they started filming Karate Kid Part 2 basically right away, right after the first one. And everything that made the first movie kind of endearing and special, like a fish out of water, like Daniel's this like Jersey kid and now he's living in California. And now it's like, oh, maybe they thought they could re recreate that magic in Okinawa. But it's like, it is the weirdest plot. And I will say, I looked up some reviews and I'm telling you, people liked this movie. Like critically Did they really? It says it got mixed reviews But I remember Like looking up Ebert Who by the way My opinion of Ebert Has now changed Ebert liked this movie
1: what i love ebert my god how could what what did he like about it
0: exactly i mean i always had this long-standing theory about ebert because once i watched the movie showgirls which is a notoriously like campy terrible movie and i looked up the review and ebert inexplicably loved it and i was just like huh i looked up this other movie which had a ton of nudity and i was just like i think ebert likes Movies where women are topless. That's just my... Oh, my God. Wait,
1: I think- you're making me defend Evert and Showgirls right now. For all I my- actually see friends. why someone would like Showgirls. It's so weird, a movie, that it's almost like... You know, sure, okay, okay, okay. movie. Nine. No, I've seen, won over.
0: I've seen a lot of nineties movies. They're always reviewed by Ebert, and there's a thread. Because I looked up Home Alone and he hated Home Alone because he said there was too much violence in it. So I was like, okay, so sex is fine, but
1: violence is, is too much. Actually, for Ebert. one of Ebert's well, one of Ebert's like common opinions was that he felt like the MPAA rating system was like kind of flawed because it would immediately, anytime you see, like, a woman's bare breasts, like, something gets slapped with an R rating, or, like, not, or a man's butt, or, like, basically any kind of, anything that's, like, nudity or sexual was, like, immediately a hard R, but, like, you would have people getting decapitated all over the place, and it would still be PG-13. And it was, like, isn't that an odd attitude? Like, like you know, it's very American in its own way, right? That it's just, well, like, Well, it's also sex. odd to oh God, elevate no. a movie Whereas, where like, death
0: is okay. What? Uh, but it's also odd to elevate a movie that is probably bad by all the metrics we would judge a movie like poor script poor acting but if there's boobs in it ebert's all in and suddenly the oh, review, oh.
1: i will you know ebert, what if i should have ebert had more taste than that Ebert, why are we talking about this oh my god but you, he did like the karate too so i don't i don't know what to think anymore i'm gonna have to go back and read this
0: please guys tweet okay. at us if the ebert boobs theory holds water for you i stand Such by slander. it i mean if i had money i'd go back to grad school and write a dissertation about it but you know we're i not-
1: would go back to grad school and write a counter dissertation about <laughs> it it, <Goddammit>. damn <laughs> we're both enrolling um you were so the siskel i just can't take it um okay okay right <laughs> okay Sorry, but- kid too right so yes. w-
0: should we talk about the actual karate part because it could take five minutes um so the it was karate in this movie. So this again the wonders of this wikipedia summary it's jogging things back. Miyagi shows Daniel the handheld drum that is like the secret to his family's karate and it's drum technique. So it's a move that Daniel I guess practices in this movie for like 2 minutes.
1: Yeah, it has to do with blocking things. And stuff, um, and you know that I, I get it. Every like movie has like some move that he learns, and like he see him building up to it. This one's kind of the payoff on this one is kind of like oh, and then at the end of the movie, he uses the drum technique and he wins. Against I feel Chosen. like
0: uh, I, I, I imagine this writers' room where they're like desperately trying to think of like innovative Miyagi karate metaphors, and they're like, okay, this drum seems like vaguely Asian and. It's just, I don't understand.
1: <laughs> I, don't yeah. I don't know what it means. It does seem vaguely Asian, so why not? And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's, is there any other karate in the movie? Shit. I mean, I'm actually start, starting to think, like, okay, yeah, wait, 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 wait. is courting um, ra- Kumiko is her name. He's courting Kumiko, a random Japanese girl, and they're going to, like, arcades and stuff like that. Um, for whatever it's worth she wants to be a dancer one day um and so they talk a little bit about that and anyways like chosen and his his goons like they're they're always like either vandalizing miyagi's place or like when um daniel's on a date with this chick they come to harass him and actually it seems like they threatened to abduct kumiko and rape her i, I really yeah, feel like that was a like, very like dark,
0: uh yeah it, it I don't understand, but Chosen is definitely a little bit, like, he's scarier than Johnny or Crease or any of the bullies. Like, in some ways, something happened in that village.
1: (laughs) Right. And, like, maybe that's, I mean, we can talk for a long time about why this movie doesn't work, but it's just, you know, the original one was about, like, a high school kid taking on high school bullies and forming an unlikely friendship with, like, an old Japanese man. And here it's, like, I don't know you know I don't feel like the same like vibe of like friendship and or fatherhood between Daniel and Miyagi and maybe because they both have entirely separate plots and then also it's just like okay so he's like it seems like he's fighting in the Yakuza or something, which is like, what? Uh, Because let's think
0: about how Sato is like 90% of the movie. He's in a business suit. And then when he kind of has this about face at the end of the movie and like kind of makes peace with Miyagi, he like starts dressing like, the other villagers, but I'm telling you, it's like what a hundred degrees in Okinawa, and he's in a three piece business suit the whole time. No one else is, just Sato, because
1: <laughs> right, they want you to know who he is. He's Sato, the rich guy in the business suit, of course. And yeah, and his change of heart, by the way. And yes, I'm reading the Wikipedia article. Basically, at this point, is that like he and Miyagi are about to have their fight to the death, um, and at stake is the land title to the village. Uh, okay, sure, why not? Because and. Um, on the day of the fight there's a typhoon everybody's sheltering miyagi and daniel end up saving sato from some rubble and then like they end up like saving a child from a bell tower sure, and why- chosen like sato orders chosen to help but he refuses okay and sato helps him instead and so now he's like on team miyagi and he likes daniel and he just owns his nephew and chosen runs off in disgrace um so, anyways, then Sato begins dressing not in a three-piece suit to show that he's now a good man, um, and he gives the land title to the village. And then there's this big festival, and there's dancing, and you kind of think like, "Oh, finally, we're at the end of the movie," but we're not because chosen oh. zip lines in. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> happens.
0: Zip lines is like it should not be in this movie. Like there should be no zip lining in Okinawa in a Karate Kid movie.
1: No, the no but. <laughs> He zip lines in and he takes Kumiko hostage because she's dancing because she's a dancer, you know, Um, and then he yeah, because sure, she's got character Uh, and then he dances to fight Daniel to the death. Oh,
0: you missed. I mean, this is what's crazy. It feels like we're jumping around a lot. It's because this plot is like a black hole uh you missed the part where daniel accidentally exposes corruption in chosen's grocery business did you even know he had a grocery business
1: (laughs) no i mean i knew there was something about weighing onions and then like you know they kind of (laughs) like came to blows over it but i was like at that point praying for death so i didn't really put the pieces together
0: well i mean it ties into how he insulted daniel's honor or sorry daniel insulted his honor
1: Right, by revealing that he was, like, stacking the onion bucket or something. Oh, my God, this fucking movie. It just keeps going. <laughs>
0: it was, yeah, it felt like three hours, but I think it was just a standard two-hour movie. Um, so why don't we just... T- what I found interesting is I felt like Daniel and Miyagi were very disconnected in this movie. Like, it felt like oh, they... Yeah. There weren't too many other characters, but they provided enough of a distraction where it's like daniel's in a village with like five people miyagi is mourning his father's death so you know that makes sense daniel's like what am i gonna do now and he's like i guess i'll start romancing yuki's niece and i have developing
1: a rivalry with the local thug why not sure
0: i know also what does he ever reference yuki or any of these people like it's so weird yeah. because he always talks about Miyagi in the series, but he's never talked about Chosen. He's never talked about his, his hot Okinawan summer. No. Do you I you that's, that's right. He hasn't been back, right? Do you think that was the last time he went? Would you ever go back to this fucking village after that? After the typhoon? No. <laughs>
1: And also, like, just readers or listeners, just so you know, Okinawa is, like, a thousand miles away from Tokyo. Like, I imagine he would have gone to Japan at some point. But, like, it. yeah, I, I think that this is the only time he went. I think that none of these people ever play a role in his life ever again. Um, It's weird, like, because you watch this movie and you're like... There's some things like you see in Cobra Kai, for instance, you see Daniel with the drum or you see him like breaking blocks of ice, which is something that he learns how to do in this movie in a random scene somewhere. It's not important. Don't worry about it. Um, But like, yeah, for for the most part, like it's almost like, None of this matters. Like you can sense that like this romance is a summer fling. Oh, I think Yuki ends up going to dance school. That's a or, way. Kumiko yeah. Yeah.
0: Kumiko, yeah. Yuki's not going anywhere, guys.
1: Yuki is gonna Yuki die is in this village. Life. Yeah. So it's like, at the end of the movie, it's just like, oh, Kumiko's going to dance school. Um, maybe, maybe they'll keep in touch.
0: Uh, that never happened. Their Daniel romance. You know what? We give a lot, we give a lot of shit to Allie for like, you know, playing fast and loose with people's hearts. No one talks about how Daniel's kind of a fuck boy. Daniel's getting right? off to Okinawa. He's like, I guess I'll date the only woman in the village that's age appropriate. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, no tears were shed you know, when they split up. Well,
1: I mean, do you want to speculate like in Cobra Kai season seven, Daniel's love child with Kumiko, who he never knew about, will come back to claim the title of Miyagido.
0: I mean, yes. I only just, I want to see Amanda and Daniel's marriage kind of <laughs> see some turns because I feel like Amanda puts up too much shit. So if he did have some sort of like pregnancy, like baby mama drama, that would be interesting. I guess his child would be, ooh, that's right. Ew. Right? I can think of so many, like, yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have this thing. <laughs> what if Daniel's love child with Kumiko comes back and she starts to date uh, Anthony or something? Oh,
1: God, Just Nina. Just think. Wait. Why does your mind always go directly to incest? It's like, do not pass go, go to incestuous <laughs> romance. <laughs> okay,
0: I want to talk about why don't we finish out the plot of this horrible movie? Yeah. But because then we can we can we character by winning. character. Um the chosen Daniel fight, I guess it's just like the final fight.
1: Yeah, it's alright. Um and then like somehow the drum technique comes into it. Like, you know, Chosen's winning until like everybody starts using their drums and Daniel's like, Oh yeah, that technique I just learned. And then he starts like, I don't know, using the drum technique to like counter the attacks. And then it's kind of cute. Like when he's like standing over chosen and he threatens him and says like live or die, man. And chosen chooses death. But you know, Daniel just ends up tweaking his nose the same way that Miyagi tweaks his right. nose. Knows, and It's like,
0: like even a 2% chance of Daniel killing anybody. <laughs> I mean, we, we, like, that guy is fully 35 years old
1: Chosen is so much older than Daniel or, I mean, I don't know if that's true in real life But he looks so much older That like, you're just looking at this middle-aged man Pick on a child It's so strange know,
0: it's uh, like Chosen is 40 Which makes Sato like 70 I, I don't know
1: Yeah How old is Miyagi supposed to be?
0: Uh, I, I can't believe I know this. June 2nd, 1929 is his birthday. (laughs) Because he'd be in his Twitter account. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's like, no, it seems like he
1: should be older, but I guess he was probably 70s or something. 50s or 60s. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So, Yeah. That, yeah, Chosen's way too old. Chosen looks like Miyagi's contemporary, practically. Um, so that's one thing. That, that that's one thing that's just insane. Um, I do. I did like what you said earlier that like it just seemed like Miyagi and Daniel were like kind of in their own movies. That's like probably the real reason why this fails. Because honestly, if like there was more Miyagi Daniel stuff that worked, then it, it'd be fine, right? And yeah, and the
0: the stuff that they did reveal about Miyagi's backstory, like the they did that a little bit in the first movie, and I feel like it created this complicated picture of Miyagi, and it was endearing, whereas I felt like we're in Okinawa, we see his father like slowly dying, and I felt nothing. I felt like. Mm -hmm. this is this is like so so random in fact i was more appalled at his treatment of yuki like let's just talk about how miyagi essentially ghosted yuki okay because the movie ends where she very explicitly says she wants to go to america she's tired of wasting her life in this godforsaken village she's waited all this time for miyagi to make an appearance and he's just like no you know i I can't do the long distance thing, and I kind of don't want. Like, what if it's awkward? You know, like Miyagi doesn't even. It's not even explained.
1: Right. I bet. Like one day he's she's waiting for him, and it's like, wait, no, he left for the airport. He never told you. He he's just. You know
0: what he's I'm just, like, just gonna grab a bag. It. Why don't you just wait here, and I'll be right back. And Miyagi's like, Daniel, we gotta book it. You know, like I got women in different zip codes. I think.
1: I uh, yeah. They can't tie me down here. They didn't manage it before and they're not going to do it now. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, like what you said about how like his dad's death is just not moving at all. I think like in the first movie when you find out that he lost his like wife and infant son in the internment camps, it's like he is like he's completely drunk and he's incredibly sad and like, you know, you you just you've never seen him like that before and it just kinda like has such an impact on you. I didn't he didn't seem particularly like Anything when his dad died, he. I mean, he doesn't seem like anything in, in this movie. He just seems like stoically accepting of everything that happens, um which isn't even like his personality really. Like that yeah, moment he's when he crease his nose is kind of like who he is. He's a goofy weirdo, and it's just like instead you just see him like be like stereotypical stoic Japanese guy about everything. Oh, my father's dying. I'm coming back to yeah, him. Yeah, the
0: tweaking oh, he- um, crease on the nose that was a very Miyagi thing to do, and I was like, okay that's in character and then yeah he's maybe that's why he left this village because he couldn't really be the real Miyagi there <laughs> like he's just like I don't understand why I'm like I'm just trying to like do the final rights for my dad and I gotta fight this dude in like a few days um and then I you got know, my yeah. ex hanging around like waiting on me Fuck,
1: man I just want to tweak people's noses and be a weirdo and, and catch flies done. with my child yeah chinos. like yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, that would have been kind of cool to see, like, if there's this contrast between, like, new kind of Americanized Miyagi and, like, his, his hometown. But instead, it's like, it's interesting. They're trying to, like, make these weird, not weird. Maybe, I don't know, for the time, for the place, accurate points about Japanese culture and honor and stuff. But it's like, this is a Karate Kid 2 movie. They can't really do that justice. And so it just ends up seeming like this crazy alien culture where people like challenge you to the death for nothing all the time. And it's only the love Santo, of your life. Though. Like, you like, the talk. other
0: villagers are like, I don't know, look, like, I can't get groceries because there's all this corruption and there's like something wrong with the fish because Sato did something to the fish. They've got real problems. And then Sato's just running around starting feuds.
1: It just makes right. sense. You're, that's a good point. But then with the Yuki thing, it's like, she's the one who wrote to him and told him his dad was dying. And like, she was, he was like, well, how'd you get my address? And she says, I've had it forever. And so basically she's known where he is since he left. And she's been in love with him and unmarried since he left. And she never bothers to contact him. And he asks her why. And she says something about honor. And it's like, who, who? What? That's come on. This is like, stupid. She doesn't want
0: her. I mean, Sato's kind of a scary guy, so maybe like he was. I can't believe that someone like Sato wouldn't just force her to marry him. I mean, that seems like the way things go in this village. Like, shit.
1: I mean, I don't even know if know Sato was actually in love with her or like even wanted. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, love it's like they kind of, the the karate. Don't well, there is one thing about this movie, The Rocks, and that is the glory of love is on the soundtrack. Yes. So-
0: and it was kind of welcome because like we had this soul deadening experience watching this movie. And by the time it ended, by the time the typhoon hit, I mean, uh, it was like, please get the fuck on the plane and just get out of Okinawa. Like we, I can't even handle it anymore. And then the credits finally roll and it's this like epic, uplifting, I mean, it's, it's The greatest thing about this movie is that
1: soundtrack, and if you think that isn't going to play you out at the end of this episode, you don't know us. Yeah, it's oh god! (laughs) I was like,
0: this. Our review of this movie will either be ten minutes or it'll be three hours of us ranting about how much, how little
1: sense it made. Life that we can't get back. And we're not even doing anything right now. It's quarantine, but I still resent the two and a whatever half hours we spent watching this movie. Oh God. Why did it suck so much? Actually, yeah, why did it suck so much, Nina? Okay. I'm putting this on you.
0: I think that everything that we liked about because we were just introduced to Daniel in the first movie and they gave him this like complicated personality, fish out of water. And they made it like the people shit on sequels a lot because they're like, okay, you take the dried out husk of the same characters and you fill in like 50 other characters that nobody gives a shit about and plot lines that no one's invested in. Like it would have been enough for me to just continue the evolution of Daniel and Miyagi's relationship in Okinawa, maybe add a little shading uh, but they had, they had like, two scenes together. And it's like, no one wants to see drum technique. No one remembers drum technique. And then, right. I mean, Ally, I mean, none of these movies really, even the series doesn't really give much to its female characters. Um, but at least Ally had a personality. And she kind of anchored the first movie and the rivalry between Johnny and Daniel. And the second movie, it's like, I'm sorry, beyond the fact that it's just terrible writing all around. Like, Yuki and Kumiko, like, tragic, tragic figures. Like, for Kumiko, when she's not about to get kidnapped by Chosen, she's, her, her dates with Daniel are like, okay, I guess I'll watch you get in a bar fight? Um, <laughs> I want to go to dance school? <laughs> Who is Kumiko? Yeah. I mean, the questions. And then Yuki, like, Yuki is perhaps the most tragic figure in all of cinematic history now that i think about it i mean i don't know if you'd agree with this but i mean i mean it's have, either her or julius caesar yeah definitely yeah for um, sure because everyone loves miyagi right now miyagi is memory at least in daniel's mind it's like he can't he can do no wrong but we all know now we're introduced to miyagi the player miyagi that basically walked out on this woman that held a torch for
1: Sixty years, fifty years—I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I-, I think that the alternative was that he was going to have to fight someone to the death. But yeah, no, I see your point. Where it's just like, okay, well, maybe you should have taken her with you if you really wanted to do this, or I don't know. You know, would have been cool,
0: like- or at least a little. Like, I can't actually believe that this wasn't part of the plot line. Is if. Miyagi had a love child but maybe that would have Tied him to Okinawa and they were like we need this Like Okinawa chapter to get wrapped up with His dad dying right with, like
1: ghosting we need him To come back to California where like he has Nothing left waiting for him except his relationship With Daniel which he seems to be kind of resentful Of and desperate to leave at this point But uh yeah huh. I mean It would actually be cool if Miyagi had like another Son because that would have given Daniel like an actual Emotion
0: yeah and him. then the soundtrack would Have included Papa was a rolling stone <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and everyone would have been happy. I know. Right. God, missed the opportunity, guys. Because you're right, if you want to like actually like comp- I mean, I don't if you want to complicate Miyagi and Daniel's relationship, I think the whole thing is that he sees Miyagi as his father. But what if Miyagi had another son or like, I don't know. Like they really don't do anything with their relationship here. It's really stupid. It's just the whole I mean, time you're like, "Wait, why did Daniel Miyagi
0: come? did have children? Am I making that up?"
1: Um Miyagi had like a son with his wife, like you know the one that he married in America, but he died when he was an infant. Oh, that's right, in the internment camp. Yeah, so, um, so that that would have been the heir to Miyagi Do if if you know, tragedy and and you know horrific um, political decisions hadn't struck. I know. But I, I like to imagine that he had like a, a love child everywhere, like you do, you know, and then. That, that would be complicated. You know what That'd I would really
0: love is if the child he abandoned is like this badass woman in the village. And she was like, you left us to die in this village and be ruled by Sato. You could have saved us. And she comes back to wreak havoc and starts her own rival dojo. What do you think?
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's like a Kill Bill meets Karate Kid kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Okay, all right. Somebody, pay attention and like reboot the series for the seventeenth time and and write that sequel. I'm I'm ready for it. You
0: know what? What really I'm- worries me is that the third season of Cobra Kai. We don't know when it's coming out. I mean, it feels like it should be in the next few months, Lord willing. Um, but it's supposed to take place partially in Okinawa. So, jeez. Oh, I mean. What do you think that would entail? Like, this movie leaves so little. Like, I know that they did great things with the first movie where, like, they didn't really flesh out Johnny's character in the first or the subsequent movies. But, you know, he's this fully realized person in the series. Like, I wonder if they're going to do that for Chosen
1: or fucking Kumiko. Can they rehab Okinawa after what they've done to it? It's... Thing is, though, like, with this movie is that, like, okay, like I said, if the Miyagi Daniels stuff had worked, it would have been a better movie. But, like, ultimately, you know that, like, no, these guys are not moving to Okinawa. Like, nothing they do in this movie matters. None of the relationships they build in this movie matter because you'll never see these characters again, you know? So it's, like, that's kind of how I'd feel, like, when, if you know, if th- season three has, like, a section that takes place in Okinawa, then it's, like... No, nothing they do there really matters except as to how it impacts like i assume it would be like daniel and samantha going or something like that and i, I don't know man i mean daniel and samantha, samantha are not really
0: in this fucking <laughs> imagine I, I want samantha like... to have her
1: own romance with like a with a village boy or something but yeah the thing is it's like then it's going to be focused on the lessons they learn while they're in Okinawa which i'm sorry like neither I, I, neither of those characters are interesting enough for me to want to see that I, I, You know what? I say that, but prove me wrong, show. Prove me wrong. That's true. Oh, man. Um, or or Okinawa, The Rise of Anthony. That's where he learns his skills.
0: I really want to see that. Um, okay, I'm on Mr. Miyagi's wiki page now because we got to get the facts right. I did get his birth date. It's June 9th, 1925. And... He apparently emigrated to Hawaii as a teenager, where he worked as a farm laborer in the Hawaiian cane fields and met his wife, who was also a farm laborer. So it makes it a little—it's like a teen romance with, um, with Yuki. So right.
1: a teen romance that Yuki has held in her heart for that like makes it years. all the
0: more tragic. Oh my god. Maybe that's all. Yeah. And me, he's like, I got to leave Okinawa. Cause I'm not going to get into this blood fuel feud with Sato over my high school girlfriend. I got to go stage one clinger.
1: And all then right. so he ends up in LA with a stage one clinger named Daniel. I mean, poor guy. <laughs> it's just,
0: that's true. What's he gonna do? I mean, the deeper question is why is Daniel attracted to such avoidant
1: personalities? It has to do with his missing father. I'm sure there's a lot of psychoanalysis.
0: Wow, yeah, and we can get into it right now, guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just thinking. There's Sato is a reformed character by the end of this movie. Chosen is like chosen is like the hawk of this movie. I will say uh, he, he ziplines in for the finale. What,
1: dude, that ziplining
0: in from? to like break up a traditional dance ceremony. This guy gives no fucks. Okay. <laughs>
1: And all of it's because it's like apparently his honor has been dishonored or something. And it's just like, wait, and you think zip lining in during a festival. You kind of got a feeling that people admire um, you.
0: You seem like a chosen is chosen someone who feels dishonored all the time. Just like walking down to the beach and someone looks at him the wrong way. Dishonored. Going down to the one bar. More dishonored. Pigeon flies
1: by. He's been dishonored. That pigeon is fucking out Yeah, you know. Dishonored. (laughs) You know what? You're right. Now yeah, I feel that way too in life. That's... No people never honor me enough. And that's the, I get it. I get it. We should hear Chosen's side of the story.
0: Oh my God. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, chosen maybe from his side. He's like, Look, I my uncle's a psychopath and he wears a business suit. I've been drafted into this weird grocery business, but all the onions are rotten. So I'm just trying to, like, turn a profit. Villagers take it out on me. I got no friends. And this Daniel Punk is basically dating the only eligible. He's like, I'm 40, and there's no one. There's (laughs) one teenager and a bunch of old villagers. There's no one around. Um
1: and somehow yeah, I'm the head of, sure. like, this weird Yakuza organization that exists for a village of five people, what the hell have I done with my life? I am 40, after all. I mean, where's my respect? Yeah, no, I get it. Chosen's and like an anti-hero. Remember, not just that, but remember when he was given the option of living or
0: dying, he chose death. He wanted to die. Yeah. Dan's well, actually kind of really sad. Him. He was like, no, you gotta keep living here. I'm gonna peace out
1: back to L.A. Yeah, Daniel um, took his honor away and wouldn't even give him the sweet release of death. Think about that. What's Chosen been doing since then?
0: Hopefully plotting his revenge, wherever he's at.
1: Right, because everybody on the island of Okinawa apparently, like, carries grudges and crushes and everything for, like, 80 years. So I imagine but, he's still what there. What a
0: terrible curse, right? Like, you can't <laughs> let anything go. But that's really what Daniel's about. Daniel doesn't let anything go either. So point he man, this is like, he, like curses home. the people.
1: Or like his experiences in Okinawa taught him never let it go. Remember never let it go. Way.
0: Although, I mean, if you met Yuki, would you be like, that's who I want to model my life
1: after? Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Just just thinking about this movie now is bumming me out. It, and you know mean, it's Corey. depressing.
0: Because I feel like it feels like I'm in a Mortal Kombat game like it feels like it's a video game adaptation because it has none of the like I can't actually believe it's a direct sequel to Karate Kid which had all the elements of a story and a movie and characters you care about it's just uh, yeah and I am I see this as like I don't even have high standards for this kind of thing because no, she
1: does not she has really <laughs> low standards um like the third movie. Watch Alice, um, and she's like in love with Terry Silver from The Karate Kid Three. But Nina is like, nope, too far movie, too cheesy for me. Yeah, that, I this mean is if you're thing. gonna make someone
0: like comically bad, you have to really lean into that, and and fl- like, I don't know, Sato just a charisma void. Chosen, uh, he either, Chosen either seems like.
1: An extra from another movie. Like I said, he's, like, totally threatening to rape a local girl at one point. And it's, like, you're not a cheesy, over-the-top villain. You're just kind of, like, well, first of all, like, why are you 40 and why are you a psychopath? And where'd you get the zip line from? Yeah, it
0: almost felt like Karate Kid 2 was, like, their gritty reboot or something.
1: Right. And it's just, like, what? Wait, who thought this was a good idea? Why would you do that? Like, just, I mean... They could have made Okinawa work if some of the other elements had been in line, but since they weren't, it was basically just like, watch these people have a random adventure with people you'll never see again. Cool.
0: I think I mentioned this. This The film is uh, among the highest grossing films of 1986 and the highest grossing in the franchise. Isn't that wild? It's like, I can understand maybe the first opening weekend, people were like, I really want to see the sequel to Karate Kid, but surely when the word got out, I, I can't actually imagine how it beat the third one or the first one or any of the other 10 sequels.
1: Yeah, that is actually, I mean, I understand it was probably like sequels do well sometimes because it's like a whole bunch of people had seen the first one, maybe like when it came out, maybe on video and they came to the theater for the second one. And maybe the second one sucked so hard that people didn't show up for the third one or not as many. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Jeez.
1: Um, But the third one really is the actual, like, spiritual sequel to the first one. The second one is, like, totally, like, it lifts right out.
0: Yeah, I mean, from what I, and I, uh, like, there's no mention, was there any mention of bonsais and, like,
1: I don't know. Oh, yeah, he never mentions bonsais, which are, like, his love. That's odd.
0: Yeah, it's like he's not Miyagi in this. He's like a Miyagi pod.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't like, like, you know, the things that he likes aside from karate, like bonsai and, like, cars and things like that. Like, there's none of that. He's just, like, he's just this old Japanese guy. Aw. Yeah. (sighs) Um...
0: (laughs) Okay, closing thoughts.
1: If you are listening to this... I don't, you know, and you're like also alone and bored. You're in quarantine, and you're like, I think I have watched everything, and I'll watch anything at this point. Don't watch this movie. There's got to be something. To yourself. Else love yourself
0: more than that. Um,
1: yeah, self care is the is the word of the day, and two words, phrase of the day, and and yeah, don't don't watch this movie. We did it for you because we love you. Yes. Yeah, that's what I've got to say.
0: And really, there's no value in drum technique. I'll say that now. I mean, I'm confident the drum oh. technique will not save your life. Um, i team chosen, for the record. Um, now that we know who he is and how he's been wronged by Daniel, because we know it's Daniel's fault somehow. Um, Daniel's <laughs> fucking up right, left, and center, and it's a good thing that he left those poor Okinawans alone. I want to see, did he save anybody from the typhoon? Or maybe he caused the typhoon think about oh, that
1: yeah no chosen controls the weather i think that's like kind of implied by the movie
0: <laughs> um so what would you what what rating would you give
1: ooh i give it half a sad love interest waiting 80 years on the she banks stole of the mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i'll give it one star uh one out of five um daniel stalking miyagi de okinawa trips stowing away cashing in the loan that his mom put in (laughs) i don't know it got away from me
1: (laughs) his poor mom it's fair though i know right she's probably like where did he go he followed that japanese man to to his homeland why okay whatever not see
0: one scene where she's like I don't know what's happening with those two. <laughs> you know, like, just, I, I, at a certain level, a parent's got to wonder, you know, <laughs> why don't you have any friends your own age? Even oh. when when he's going
1: to bury his dad, you can't let him go for two weeks? Right, and it's not like Miyagi was like, I really need the emotional support. Miyagi's like, why are you here? But, uh, Man, you know, we've spent about an hour talking about this movie, and that is longer than the writers spent scripting it out, I swear to God. Oh, hell like, just... yes. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we sound defeated. We sound, um, like chosen on the floor of the arena after ziplining it. I already feel um, as
0: bitter as Chosen after this movie. I can't, uh, yeah. So, I think we should pour one out for Yuki, um, who is presumed dead, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm on her, I looked her up, and they don't say a lot about it. Um, They say, the script for the second film would have had Mr. Miyagi fleeing over the stigma of his younger self, professing his love for Hapa, or half-Japanese woman. Interesting backstory! Um, Yeah. But the character was a last-minute addition to the film. Look, if they had given her that backstory, it would have actually been a backstory and it wouldn't have just been like this random woman who's kind of acting a little thirsty
1: yeah it would have Um, been like a random woman with like one personality trait instead of no personality traits that would be something
0: (laughs) man I can't believe they're like let's just cut that you know we need more random interactions with Chosen (laughs) oh
1: god it can be assumed that Yuki is deceased says her, her fandom page fair enough well Yuki I hope you died as you lived did Incredibly you commit depressing.
0: suicide? I don't know. Just throwing that out here.
1: She died of a broken heart, Nina. Oh, God. So, yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, How do we close out these movies? Is it Strike First?
1: Well, I mean, should it be? Because, like, Strike First, Strike Hard, No Mercy is, of course, the Cobra Kai slogan. But there is no Cobra Kai presence in this movie. I mean, You're we're
0: so far like, away crazy. from Cobra Kai
1: okay what well, is there does sato have like a saying does chosen have a saying is there a chosen quote we can use hold on, oh i'm looking this right now right now
0: i will, we're gonna do this here i'll i'll put it in there Wait, and they have you a insult my honor
1: again i'll kill you
0: <laughs> i love that they chose such a violent quote they don't even have anything deep for him
1: nope you insult my honor again i'll kill you okay you want to do it
0: yeah you insult my honor again I'll kill you